0: celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis
1: well if you've listened to animal radio for any length of time you already know that at times i can be a little bit mischievous a little bit deviant i like to cause trouble and sometimes let's face it downright (laughs) infantile
2: Uh, what are you up to now Well, I
1: have ideas. Ideas that I think could help some big companies. You walk into any store, pet store, or grocery store, and there's dozens of food selections. All kinds of foods for all kinds of maladies. I just don't know which food to pick. But I have some ideas that I think is... These ideas are going to separate this company from every other pet food company in the world. So I'm going to call them up and give them some ideas right now. If I can, dialing in the number... And uh, let's see, the PIN code, the ZIP code, code on blue. I'm going to throw in some random numbers here just to hopefully help the whole thing along there. Hal and Judy. Except Judy doesn't want anything to do with this.
2: Yeah.
3: Good afternoon, the IMS Company Customer Service. This is Lori.
1: Hi, Lori. How are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? Very good, thank you. I was wondering, I have this really strange talent and I was thinking that limes might like that and might might be able to hire somebody like me with my strange talent.
3: Okay. And your strange talent
1: is? Well, after my cat uses the litter, I can uh-huh. just like take a big sniff and I can tell what kind of cat food he's eating.
3: Really?
1: Yeah. I could... I, I like... Uh, the other day, it was IMS. We gave mm-hmm. him some yukanuba and I was able to just take a big sniff, and psh, I knew immediately it was IMS.
3: That's wonderful. That's uh, wonderful.
1: I was wondering if you could use anybody like that around there.
3: Unfortunately, um, right now, there's not really a need for that. Yeah. Um, we have not even
1: for taste tests or anything like that, huh?
3: No, no. We we, we like to use our four legged companions. Yeah. Um yes, we have four legged associates that, that uh taste test our food for us and they also through the, the metabolism of their of them metabolizing the diet and, oh. and the production of that we're able to tell what kind of food it is and and if it's good for them and and how much of it is absorbable and that those types of things
1: so you already covered this ground right
3: hmm. unfortunately but we can definitely take your name and, and keep that in mind if if the call is ever there for a human associate to do that
1: well you know what i have another idea too Okay. Okay. When I see my dog, I have to take him outside to, you know, you know. know, Do his business? Do his business, yeah. Uh And a lot of times I can't see where he left it because it kind of matches the the dirt. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could do something with the food so that it comes out pink or fluorescent orange and then I'll know exactly where it is. Okay. Well,
3: I will definitely pass that suggestion along to uh, our R&D division and see if they can work on that. But as of right now, there is nothing in the diet that can change the color of the dog stool.
1: Oh, okay. Do you guys have a mailing list? We certainly do. I was wondering, can I put my dog on the mailing list? I think it would uh, build his character and his ego to, you know, get mail.
3: To receive mail? Although that is a wonderful idea. Unfortunately, um, the mailing list, according to the post office rules, have to be to a human.
1: Oh, uh, so you can't put him on the list, huh?
3: Um, no, but I can also I can include him If you'd like In the mailing label Oh, that
1: would be great
3: Okay That would
1: be awesome you know, Would I, you like Huh? I'm sorry? Huh?
3: I'm sorry What was like, that? Would you like Hello? To
1: information? Hello? Hello, is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Oh, I, th- I thought we I thought we just got cut off For a second No That was really weird You know what? I also raise worms Uh-huh And uh, worms uh, They have like they're They're good in protein They're a perfect protein source Did you know that?
3: No, I wasn't aware of that. How about you
1: guys using some worms in your food? That would be like a good protein source.
3: Well, I I can definitely pass that suggestion on to R&D also. But right now, uh, we we do have uh, formulated protein sources in all of our diets.
1: Oh, you do already, huh? Uh -huh, So I've uh been like of little or no help to you today, huh?
3: Oh, no. All of these suggestions are wonderful, and I will be more than happy to pass them along to R&D. We're always looking for creative new ideas.
1: Well, thank you very much. You've been very pleasant. You're quite welcome. Have yourself a good day, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
4: She did good, didn't she?
1: (laughs) I don't suppose Ims will be a sponsor
5: anytime soon, huh? You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I look out the window, I see summer
1: setting in. Isn't that nice? I love it. And I was thinking about, uh, oh, I guess two and a half years ago, uh-huh. Kyle Orent, he was eight years old at the time, Yes. set out his lemonade stand <laughs> and made $20,000 raising money for Canine Companions for Independence. Very touching for me at the time. A lot of news stories at the time about dog fighting and kids learning about dog fighting. But It was really encouraging to see a youth do something for the animals. Mm-hmm. And I always I always get a big charge out of that. And I just heard this story about a 12-year-old youth out of uh, Bend, Oregon. Uh, Mimi Ausland. Uh, Mimi, Mimi, is that your last name, Ausland? Yes. How are you doing today?
6: I'm doing good, thanks
1: beautiful day in Bend?
6: Yes, it is actually. It's kind of rainy, but it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> it rains a lot up there, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, it does. And especially for the last week or so, it's been really rainy. So.
1: Well, I want to get down to business here. I want to talk about your press release I received about FreeKibble.com. What okay. is FreeKibble.com and what made you decide to do it?
6: Well, FreeKibble.com is a website that helps feed hungry dogs.
1: Feed
0: hungry dogs,
1: okay.
6: Yes, and um, every time you play Bow Wow Trivia... We donate 10 pieces of kibble, and you answer the question that you think is um, right. But right or wrong, we still donate the 10 pieces. And um, right now we're donating the kibble to the Humane Society of Central Oregon. But soon um, we'll be moving on to other shelters after we feed all of their dogs.
1: Let me get this straight. Okay. You go to com mm-hmm. and you answer a question, right? It's like a trivia question, yeah. right? And whether you get the question right or wrong, mm-hmm. you donate kibble to a shelter. Yeah. Ten
6: okay. pieces of kibble for each person.
1: Okay. And, of course, you know, millions of people come to that website. That's a lot of kibble there.
6: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, who pays for the kibble?
6: Well, um, Ben Pet Express right now is donating the kibble in trade for... Um, an ad space on our site. Good. And so um, they are doing that right now, but soon Zoo2.com is partnering with us. Oh. And um, they'll be donating all the kibble and um, helping us find different shelters to go to. And
1: How did you come up with the idea, Mimi?
6: Well, um, I've always donated money and... Um volunteered out at the Humane Society here in Bend, and um I've always wanted to do something a little bigger.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: So um well freerice.com mm-hmm. they give food rice actually, to hungry people in Africa, and um, I got the idea that that would be really neat if we could do something like that for animals.
1: Yeah, so you got the idea from FreeRice.com. Now, what about the uh, the idea to trade out advertising for kibble? Whose idea was that? Was that your idea?
6: That was me and my dad's idea.
1: That's a very good idea. Thank you. Quite an entrepreneur you are at 12.
2: <laughs> what kind of animals do you have
6: at home, Mimi? Um, I have one dog named Asmund. Mm-hmm. She's a golden retriever. And then I have one cat named Dorothy, but her nickname's Dot. And um she's a main coon. hmm And then I They're have, big
0: cats, aren't they?
1: Pretty big.
6: Yeah, they are big
1: cats. How much how much does Dot weigh? Um,
6: probably hmm, I don't know, fifty pounds. Big cat. <laughs> yeah. She's huge. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um and then I have fish and I lease a horse. Wow. And, yeah, that's
1: it. I like that. lease a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does that work?
6: Well, it's kind of like owning a horse for um, six months. It's like a period of time that you basically own the horse, but it's not, um, you don't pay for the vet bills and the farrier and so. Oh,
1: so it stays at the, uh, at the stable.
6: Yeah, and I'm doing that for 4-H and showing him.
1: That sounds that sounds like fun too. Yes, it okay, freekibble dot com is the website. We're yeah. going to link to that from animalradio.com. dot com. Now, so far, you've generated over two hundred and ten thousand pieces of kibble. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Yes,
6: yes. almost mm-hmm. a quarter
1: million. Now, did you have to count that out yourself?
6: No, I didn't.
1: Who <laughs> did you make like a little brother count it out?
6: No, oh. we just. Um, I think my dad did so. He was the lucky one that got to do that.
1: <laughs> he stayed up late nights counting out the kibble.
2: Yeah. So what's in your future? Are you looking forward to working with animals as you grow
6: up? Yeah, I, I am actually. I have wanted to be a vet before, but uh-huh. um, I don't think that's going to happen. I just that would be really hard to see all the animals, you know, being hurt. And
0: it's bittersweet, I don't
6: huh? Think, yeah, I don't think I could do that. But uh-huh. um, I might. I want to do a sanctuary when I get older, or something like that just I'm not really sure yet but I know it's going to be something with animals
1: so. Very good. well I think you're off to a great start using the internet right now okay if you're driving along freekibble.com is the website we'll link to it from animalradio.com go ahead and just answer the question if, even if you get it wrong 10 pieces of kibble get donated to a, a wonderful charity and then of course you're going to expand this nationwide is that what's happening yeah
6: that's definitely what we're shooting
1: for okay I want you to keep us up to date okay okay I will okay are you at school now
6: Um, actually, I'm not. I
2: stayed home this morning. You stayed. We won't tell anybody. Okay.
1: We'll we'll let you get back to your uh, entrepreneurship, okay? Okay. Sounds
2: good. Thanks, Mimi. You're welcome.
1: There you go. Isn't that awesome?
2: I think that's great when kids get involved with animals. We need more of that.
1: If you know of any kids that are getting involved with animals, we'd love to hear from them. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com.
8: You're finally, something that works. Dogs are cats, horse are emu, animals are people too. Water beds were a big hit in the 70s, but lately they're a big hit with cows. Dairy farmer Kirk Christie says his cows give milk while resting on water beds and watching a flat screen TV. He says the specially made cow water beds were a big hit with his cows from the beginning. They provide heat in the winter and cool them in the summer depending on the water he pipes in. Happy cows produce more milk and since the water beds, milk production has jumped up 20%. Christie installed the TV because he said the cows were so used to just hearing his voice that when visitors came by they'd get scared. Now they get a chance to meet new people on TV and according to Christie, they like Oprah and Dr. Phil. He may be the only farmer offering his cows TV entertainment, but the waterbeds are here to stay. According to the manufacturer, there are over 150,000 cow water beds being used, and more orders are coming in every day, causing a lot of cows to ask, hey Elsie, what's your sign? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio are people to animal radio There's lots of reasons to
9: need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet.
2: Hey, Bloody! You know who
1: Lassie is, right? No. You, huh?
2: Lassie, the famous collie that saved everybody and saved the oh, day. Oh, Lassie!
10: Yeah, I'm sorry. He just uh, said with the uh, some British accent, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my it's my American accent that's really throwing you off, isn't it?
10: Exactly, exactly. That's a
1: surfer tongue <laughs> speaking there. What do you have coming up today?
10: Hey, I have today uh, talking about five quickest tips to turn any unruly canine into the peaceful pooch in the matter of seconds.
1: Also, your medical questions at 1 866 405 8405 for our staff vet. John Provost, who is he? Well, Timmy, Timmy from... Lassie, Timmy's in the well. Lassie, where are you? This child actor has grown up. He's doing wonderful things for animals, and he's going to be on the show today. Also from HGTV, Clive Pierce is back. What is this, his fifth or sixth appearance?
2: Uh, at least. He's a regular here on Animal Radio, and he's uh, heading up the new Design Star 3. Is going to be premiering shortly.
1: Also from ABC's Good Morning America, Dr. Marty Becker, talking about feline heartworm. It's all right here today on Animal Radio.
11: Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections.
2: Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit RedCross.org or PetCentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross.
11: Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com.
0: Time is money, people. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We are loaded for bear today, let me tell you that. Timmy from
1: Lassie. <gasps> Timmy in the Wells? Yes. Wow. John Provost is going to be joining us today. He's grown up just a little bit. Just a little. Also, Clive Pierce from HGTV as he kicks off another season of, uh, what is that, Design, Design Star? Design Star 3. That is like your favorite program, isn't it? <laughs> I'm hooked. Also, ABC Good Morning America's Dr. Marty Becker and uh, Dealing with Heartworm with your felines actually they can get heartworm and it can be just as fatal as it is with canines but first let's go to the world-famous Russian dog wizard that of course
10: is Animal Radio's very own Vlade. Hey Vlade how you doing? I'm doing wonderful how are your guys my KGB sources told me so you guys were out of town a couple of days am I right? You know, I'm a little worried about your KGB sources. i Am not being watched in the bathroom? <laughs> you should. You, you should be worried because I got to tell you, but from my experience working with them, they're still everywhere because Russians very barely change their friends or enemies. Mm. Okay? And they still have a big ears, sharp eyes, and the long hands.
1: <laughs> you used to train dogs for the KGB
10: to jump from... Planes. Oh, that's, that's one of the things. Um, well, what else did you teach them? Uh, we were teaching them to aim with, using the system of sounds, aim them for the targets, so they knew how we, we could, we could uh, from the miles, control them left, right, forward, because they have cameras on themselves. They either put okay. the cameras on the dogs. Yes, we had a camera attached to them. Uh-huh. Uh, and also they had searching to collect the, um, uh, collect an um, what is it, um, taste, the uh, air, uh, scent or oh. air, uh, te- yeah. And from the soil, something. I don't know how put it in English, but, uh, that's what we did. And, and another thing was, um, uh, you know, Russians, um, um, scientists are great, and especially, you know, because math and physics school is so strong there. They're mm-hmm. really genius. So a lot of Russian engineers were underpaid and had tendency to have a big mouth, you know, for the good money. <laughs> we're not going to tell who they, are, who, were, who they were telling those secrets, but i got to tell you it was the problem. So could you imagine you just... Uh, Went for a lunch break, and, you know, and in Russia, if you see that, it's like street dog, like mud, uh, like in your, in your, on your plant or something, N- nothing really, it's, it's, it's nothing special, you know, so the dog's approaching to you, you're petting them and keep conversation and whatever you're talking about, and you know what? It's a spy dog. <laughs> <laughs> He they, got a camera
1: on his They powers. had a lot of spy dogs. And, a microphone. Huh? and you would huh? you you were you would train the spy dogs? Were you
0: responsible for training the spy dogs?
10: Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. You hate me now after that? No, I don't. <laughs>
12: watch
0: watch Mika. She she might know something.
10: <laughs> I'm intrigued
1: actually. I want to I want a spy dog. You want a spy dog? Yeah, yeah. I want a spy dog. Who do you I, want
10: a spy? On the hail? On the so hell? He yeah, so be careful. America, look up. Listen up. Here is the Vladi. I came, as you know, from Russia with... And I trained the dogs all over the world for Red Army, KGB. That is why I'm so confident that I can help you too. So if your dog is taking you for a walk, barking, chewing, you're out of your house, biting maybe, or growling on someone, there is a hope. Mm. With the magic of the Russian dog wizard, we can hear an animal radio. We will fix one dog at a time with education, Lather, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 8405 This is the Vladi exclusively for the Animal Radio. Hey,
1: you're screwing calls over there. You have uh, a I bunch have a, of calls yes. lined up, don't
10: you? we're ready. Of course, because then Vladi Talks, everyone, everyone is listening. listening.
1: Okay, and we deal with problems one at a time, so if you're on hold, hang tight for a second. Caller, who is this? Hello. Yes, what is your name? Uh, PJ. Hey, PJ, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Very well. Where are you calling from? Uh, cottage Grove cottage grove minnesota Minnes- minnesota <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you are on with <laughs> hello, are doing, Vlad A.
1: hello
10: hello yeah pj Is it is it is it your right name yes uh, sorry, i sorry I just sorry for my accent I sometimes mispronounce the names so go ahead okay
12: well um my dog chief is a American in Staffordshire uh... Chief. um... and chief? Yes, Chief. He's, <laughs> He's the chief wow. of the house.
10: <laughs> oh, I see that when I just started my work, and I don't know, when I just started work in America, and I wasn't so famous, so I was just training any dog around Detroit, and my clients' dogs' names were Pot, Murphy, and so on. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead.
12: Um, well, Chief, uh, whenever I leave and come back, there's always something tore up. Um, in little bits and pieces everywhere, um, and it's you know I mean I have long hours I mean eight, eight hours a day usually nine to five, and when I come home it's, it's always something torn up and I okay. might be too excited and piss on the floor. You no, know,
10: uh, yeah, he has separation anxiety. It's very common. How old is him?
12: Uh, he's about a year and maybe three or four months.
10: How long does it start this problem?
12: Um, it started. It it it's been happening ever since I. Ever since I got him,
10: so you um, just, mean, put well, up just recently
12: he's been doing it more though.
10: Okay, did you try to crate him before you leave the house?
12: Um, yes. And what happened? uh... He, I don't know. I think he's too big for it. Did you say put him in a kennel?
10: No, I'm just asking you if you had that experience because some dogs you cannot put them in the crate; they will destroy the crate. But if your dog was okay in the crate, here's what I will do. Uh, your dog has a separation anxiety so I would like as normal I do uh, give you aspirin for your headache and address the cause of this problem so uh, if you would be, if you would be my client I will come in your home and I say well you know when you leave your home uh, and your girlfriend is asking you or wife or, uh, where, you, where you will come back you may say why are you asking me you know I will be back or sometimes people even say rude it's not your business but when it comes to the dogs we try to explain and explain every detail baby I going to go around the corner, pick up the milk, and come back, and such <laughs> and such. So the dogs, you start, you, you're already building separation anxiety even before you left, you left the house. So you need to act in the opposite way. Like the Taliban husband would act. He's not giving his wife kisses and hugs. He tells her, okay, go do dishes, go do laundry. And I come, when I come back, everything, the, the, the lunch should be, be ready, you know? Uh, Probably it's your dream wife would be that way. But anyway, I know in America it's not gonna work really well. Yes, Judy?
2: Yes, that's it's not gonna work. work. I'm sorry. It's not gonna, work, especially
10: no. with you, okay. That's why I have a Russian wife. Anyway, uh, so what you needs to do, you need to know grieving when you, before you leave the house, uh, 15, 20 minutes, don't even look at the dog. Uh, just uh, no touch, no look, nothing. Uh, what I like to do, I like to get the dog be tired before I leave the house, because tired dog is the good dog, yeah? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get your dog in the backyard. I'm going to uh, maybe um, uh, toss something the dog likes to chase, or maybe put the toy on the rope, and uh, like... With, uh, uh, connect the toy at the end of the rope like the cat type of the fetching game and try to move this uh, pole or, or stick all around and uh, the dog going to chase that toy attached to the rope and uh, I'm going to also do maybe some obedience training putting maybe some heavy weights on your dog uh, as far as put the, uh, buy the backpack back, doggy backpack from any pet store put in the pocket a couple of uh, vodka, uh, acafina for the for for the weight so it will be some weight and after let's go sit, stay, calm down I want to make sure I'm going to do a lot of control exercise as far as sit, stay for one minute because it takes as much energy like one mile to run. I'm going to teach the dog walk without pulling on the leash. It's very important. The dog is ahead. Turn around momentarily and flick your wrist. Snap the dog in the opposite directions and come back. Do it several times unless the dog will walk with you perfectly. That's the dog working. After all these things, trust me, the dog will say, "Just you know, just like, get out of here and I'm going to, especially your breed, they're so lazy. They're going to go get, get some sleep for a while. It's very advisable also to give him something delicious like a bull stick. you know what bull stick means no. No, Judy, close your ears. It's a bully penis. <laughs> this is a, yeah, it's an alternative to the rawhide. I would not suggest to give the dog rawhide because it can be dangerous. The bully stick is very safe. You can give him as a special treat before you leave the house, or as uh, everybody recommend probably put the peanut butter in there, uh, some natural bone and put it in the freezer and give it just before you leave the house. And the first thing when you come back, take it off. Now, I really suggest, and I would like to grab the pencil or pen and write it down CD by name K9 Lullaby K9 Lullaby people a great CD we did so much research on that so much my clients uh, dogs benefit from that turn it on before you leave the house the dog will just sleepy uh, ProQuiet product is amazing based on L-tryptophan L- I amino mean, acids very holistic natural ProQuiet so I would use two of those things as the part of complementary approach and uh, I, when I come home I will not give him kisses and hugs. I will just totally ignore that dog. And for 15-20 minutes before I get back uh, in rapport with him, I also may want to break the day by hiring somebody else, like uh, maybe pet sitter for a couple of weeks, or somebody will come in your home uh, for the first couple of weeks, so the dog would attach on somebody else, and detached from you. Dogs don't have, don't see the time, like we humans see, they think you left, you left forever, so if somebody comes in, some, the dog will think, hey, I can survive, maybe that, that one will person will feed your dog, take it for a walk, in other words, it needs to be detached from you, and attached on somebody else, hopefully you're not sleeping with that dog, in your bed uh, because it's out of limits, you better sleep with your girlfriend, rather than the yeah. scheme. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like I know, I know guys. Uh, hold on, hold on. I had one client. Come on, I had okay, one I'm client with the aggressive husky. That husky beat five girlfriends, and I told that guy, "Take that husky out of your bed." You know what he said to me? You know what, Larry? I slept with that husky more than with any girlfriends ever I had. <laughs> so my husky stay in the bed, and the girl is and go- girlfriends are gone. They're out. So. You know what? B- but but that's what I would think. Listen, uh, visit my website 911docwizard.com. We have an uh, amazing um, CD, CD-ROM on separation anxiety. Also check DVD Instant Solutions. Everything which I said and much much above, uh, there is described in all details. Thank you for your call
1: thank you. There you go, boy. A lot of solutions right there for separation anxiety, a lot of dogs suffer from separation anxiety. I guess it's pretty obvious there, Vlade, when you leave the house and you go, Daddy's gonna miss you. I'm gonna really miss you, and can't wait till I get back. As soon as you leave, obviously they're gonna be upset.
10: I see you learned from me a little bit. Uh, I had to, to learn you that. just know you. how to train the cats now. <laughs> I oh, come on. So yes, because you are building that insecurity when the dog is already in an insecure stage. The dog doesn't speak in English. He. Doesn't understand the words, but he understands you worry about something. So if you worry, of course, the dog going to be worried. You're
5: listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
13: This is an animal radio news update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A settlement was announced last week in the lawsuits associated with the deaths of perhaps thousands of cats and dogs who ate food with contaminated ingredients. Canadian-based menu foods, which makes pet food sold under 90 different brand names, was one of the companies sued. In April, they announced they were settling lawsuits brought by pet owners in the U.S. and Canada. The deal reached last Thursday will provide $24 million to people who incurred expenses after their pets consumed the contaminated food, which was linked to wheat gluten imported from China. A judge has to approve this settlement during a hearing in U.S. District Court. If you're feeling stressed, take a pet instead of a pill. That's what many studies have shown. In Britain, Pets Instead of Pills was launched at national hospitals, where patients were given money to spend on pets. The pilot program showed pets save the national healthcare care system millions of dollars a year. U.S. physicians have used dogs as therapy for years with positive results. Researchers at Texas Veterinary College found elderly patients who have dogs visit the doctor less frequently and have lower blood pressure. While the practice of including animals as therapy is popular in Europe and the U.S., it is just now gaining recognition with physicians in Russia. A Santa Fe Springs tortoise is back home after being AWOL for two weeks. The 60-year-old pet went missing from his family's California backyard and was picked up by a woman who thought Little Joe was her missing turtle. Then she read about the wayward pet who'd been with the Stenson family since the mid-1950s. The woman quickly contacted the family and Little Joe is said to be home eating grapes and hibiscus flowers. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide.
1: Celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every weekend. It's Animal Radio. Thanks for joining us. We actually gather all the animals around the studio. We have the cats and the dogs, a couple of birds.
2: Don't forget about the fish.
1: The fish. We have an emu. Is that an emu or a llama?
2: Emu is an ostrich.
1: Oh, well, then I guess that would be a llama over there (laughs) because that doesn't look like an ostrich. I should know an ostrich. An
2: emu is from the bird family.
1: Let's see. What else do we have? We have a turtle over there, a couple of turtles. One's a snapping turtle. And uh, I don't know what the other turtle is. Box turtle. I, of course, wanted snakes. As soon as I told you that, you said snakes.
2: No. Uh, that's where I draw the line.
1: That was the same way for Ben Hines. Hine. Is it Hine? Ben Hine. Ben Hines. Hine. Mom didn't want Ben to have any snakes, did she, Ben? No, she did not.
2: I can't say that I don't blame her.
1: Most moms are are like that. They'll do the cats. They'll do the dogs. The guinea pigs. Your mom said no to the snakes. What did she tell you?
14: I was always fascinated with snakes, always loved snakes and reptiles. And every day as a little boy, I used to ask my mom for a snake. And every single day, she used to tell me, the day you move out, you can get a snake. (laughs) So the day before I moved out, I paid for an enclosure, paid for the snake, and brought the snake home.
1: And reptiles are your life now, huh?
14: Reptiles are definitely, definitely my life, my passion, and my business.
1: Really, and uh, how many? You're a guardian to how many snakes and reptiles?
14: Uh, I'm guessing about a hundred reptiles altogether.
1: Wow. Yes, is that a is that a big food bill? How do you do that? Don't reptiles eat like mice?
14: They do. Uh, you know, it is a very large food bill, and that's definitely part of my expenses. And I take usually a group of animals and feed a group every day. I have some animals that eat twice a day, some animals that only eat once a month. And generally the way I do my feeding is I'll do all the small lizards one day, all the big lizards one day, all the small snakes one day, all the big snakes one day, and then the spiders, scorpions, frogs, and toads usually on a day. Spiders. So I kind of break it up that way.
2: I take it, Ben, you're a single guy?
14: (laughs) Uh, I have a girlfriend, actually, and she loves them. The only ones she does not like is I've got some Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Oh. Oh. And those are the only ones she doesn't like. Yeah, Yeah, Do they really hiss? They really do hiss. They do. They have an exoskeleton, and they can push air out of that exoskeleton, and make a hissing noise. But they're not reptiles. They are not reptiles.
1: So That's you, correct. You're just pretty much, your criteria is if it's creepy or crawly.
14: <laughs> definitely. I definitely am very heavy on the reptiles, um, but I definitely have some bugs and spiders and other creepy crawly.
1: Over the last, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you. No. No. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go.
2: So you say this is your business. What is your business? What do you do with these creatures?
14: Well, what I do is I do educational presentations for schools, after-school programs, birthday parties, um, and I bring in the animals and I educate people. Uh, I also found growing up that everybody has... Um, a thought and a belief on snakes and reptiles, and a lot of people are scared and taught to be scared of how terrible and horrible these animals are. And I love TV and I love movies just like everybody else, but in all the TV shows and all the movies, it's always the snake, the spider, the lizard, <laughs> that's always the bad guy. And we grow up to be scared and to be taught to be scared and how horrible these animals are. Uh, One of my favorite singers as a child's name was Alice Cooper, Uh and he used to always come out with a giant boa constrictor wrapped around his neck and around his shoulders, Uh and I saw him and I thought, you know, maybe these aren't such terrible, horrible animals. Did a little bit of reading, did a little bit of research, and found out they weren't such terrible, horrible animals. Not every snake is venomous. Not every snake is going to hurt you or eat you. Of course, if you ever find one in the wild, you have to have a respect for them and leave them alone, but... They're great animals, very fascinating, very interesting.
1: So what you're really doing is trying to disprove the... uh, The myth. The myth.
14: Absolutely, absolutely. They're getting
1: a bad rap. Definitely. Have you ever been bitten?
14: I get bit all the time. Uh, I've never (laughs) been bit by anything venomous, but I do get bit. It does happen. It's part of the job. Usually it's a rescue animal. Um, Or I've made a mistake and, you know, I smell like their food and um, I'm pulling them out of their cage and they think it's feeding time. But most of the time when I get bit, it's just, it's a mistake.
2: So what kind of reaction do you get from people? Does everything always go so smoothly with you and these guys?
14: Um, It usually does, but not always. Um, Usually the reaction that I get is when I present the animals, I have the kids kind of sitting around in a horseshoe. And as I start off with the reptiles and the animals, the kids take a scoot forward and the adults take a scoot backwards. (laughs) Uh, And that's generally because the adults have already been taught that these are terrible, horrible animals. Also, I've found if I'm doing a presentation uh, for a library and the parents are present, if a mom or a dad is sitting behind the child and they say, wow, that's a horrible snake, that's terrible, that's a gross, disgusting animal, the kids will not pet it. But if a mom or a dad or a parent is sitting behind the child and says, wow, look at that snake, it's beautiful, look at that tongue, look how it's moving, look at the colors on that, that's an awesome animal, the kids will be more likely to touch and pet and hold it. Um, So it's, it's definitely something that is taught.
1: Okay, here's the big question. Is it a kid's pet or is it an adult's pet? Because, and I'll tell you why I say this, we know that reptiles carry salmonella, Mm -hmm. but really only if you put your turtle in your mouth and kids, really young kids might do that. I I used to do that. Yeah. Uh, Broke that habit a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell you that right now. Good for you. And you also mentioned right there that if you make a mistake, that there's obviously a very complex, oh, I don't know, uh, standards and rules that you have to follow. Uh, to to make sure that you're not attacked from any of your animals.
14: Right, right. Um, Well, I guess to answer your question, is it a parent's pet or a child's pet? Yes. I mean, it it could be a child's pet, obviously, with some adult supervision. Um, There are some pets that would make a great pet for a child as long as the adult is helping out. Um, There are some pets that would not make such a great pet for a child. Uh, I, I recommend, I always tell everybody before you ever buy a pet, before you ever buy an animal like this, do some kind of research, some kind of studying on it. Um, go to the library, go to the pet store and buy, you know, a $7, a $10 book on the animal before you actually buy the animal and do some research. See what kind of food it takes, what kind of temperature it needs. Uh, you know, if you buy an animal and it needs to eat crickets, you're going to have to go to the pet store once or twice a week to get crickets. Um, you've got to keep them warm. If they're reptiles, uh, find out how large they're going to grow. You know, do some kind of research. Get on the computer and figure out whether this animal is going to be appropriate for you or not. And also think about it long term. You know, if you buy a, a baby Burmese python that just hatched, it's a real cute animal and can go in a small cage. But eventually that snake is going to get huge. And it's not an option. Just just set it free and make sure that you're going to want to keep it when it's an adult or find a place for it when it gets an adult. So, um,
1: What's the best starter Reptile. Uh
7: You
14: know, if I had to pick a starter reptile, I would probably have to say a corn snake or a rosy boa if you wanted to get a snake. Um, they stay pretty small. They're usually pretty um, friendly. They're pretty forgiving in their temperature and how you take care of them. Um, uh, as far as snakes go, then as far as lizards go, I might have to say a leopard gecko or a bearded dragon really? to make a great beginner pet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not a no-maintenance pet. It's a low-maintenance mm. pet. A lot of people get them thinking it's not going to take any maintenance but it does you still have to feed them, you still have to clean out their cage make sure they have fresh water so it's definitely something to think about when you get that animal I
1: had a gecko, it was very temperamental
14: oh was it? yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean after saying that you know there's some some leopard geckos that will bite you every single time and uh-huh. um, I've got some snakes now that generally are not considered one of the friendliest snakes that are incredibly friendly So
1: are more people uh, going for geckos because of the geico commercials?
14: oh definitely, definitely yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> can- and actually I think that's a good thing, you know, it's putting a friendly spin on a reptile and making reptiles look friendly for for a change.
1: Ben, where can we learn more? You have a website, right?
14: Um I do not. Actually, it's not um not up and going actually. Um and I'm so specific to San Diego. Um really? okay. that I'm scared if we give out information on the uh-huh. radio it's just not going to be appropriate or help people.
2: Okay. Well, well yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Ben, is your mother real proud of you now? Does she visit often?
14: (laughs) Yeah, she does. You know, at first I thought she was kind of, she thought it was kind of strange, and then um, when I turned it into a business and started educating and working at the schools and she saw the kids' reaction, um, yeah, she actually is proud of me, and she will come over um, and check out the animals. It's funny, she doesn't like the small snakes. Um, She's not scared of the large snakes, but she doesn't like the tiny snakes, so Everybody's kind of got what they're scared of and their fears with reptiles and animals.
1: Okay. Well, you're going to have a website soon. We have a URL here. Can I give it out for the future? Do you know what it's
14: dot
1: com? Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's com. We'll link to that. If it's not up yet, hang tight. Check back in a few weeks. He's working on it. Okay. If, you know, he's got a at least a hundred reptiles to feed every day. And that that requires it requires live crickets, uh, sometimes mice. It's, it's not an easy job. He can't be sitting there working on the web all day. I'll tell you that right now. That's true. I'm I'm getting a little testy with the audience. (laughs) I apologize. I'm sorry about that. Ben, we appreciate your time today. This is very cool what you're doing. We think that, yes, the reptiles are getting a bad rap, and we want it to end right now. And with your help, it it will. More Animal Radio on the way.
5: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
11: Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com.
13: Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry, lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans.
1: I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection.
15: Where can I find out more?
1: Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com.
11: Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's com. Hi,
1: Animal Radio. Who's this? This is Clarence. Hi. Hi, Clarence. How you doing?
12: I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm calling. I'm a new listener to you. I listen to you on Code uh, 103.5 FM in L.A.
1: Hey. Well, welcome aboard.
12: Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering, I got a little... It's more of a nuisance than it is anything else with my uh, cat, Shadow. He's a three-year-old... Uh, black, short hair uh, male, and I adopted him from the animal shelter, and uh, what he does is that whether the, you know, whenever he uses the litter box, he instead digging just a little hole in the box and doing his business and then covering it up, Mm -hmm. he'll do his business, then he shoves everything, you know, litter and all, over to one corner and leaves the uh, rest of the box bare. Even when I put, you know, fresh litter in, I was just wondering if it's is nature to do that, or is th- there there's any way to uh, keep him from, you know, doing that, or what? What any ideas do you have?
1: Well, you know, he sounds like you're a pretty fastidious cat there. Keep
0: yeah, it.
12: he is. So does he cover his business? Oh, yeah, he covers it, but he just shows, you know, shows everything. Once he does it, he just shows everything over to uh, uh-huh. one corner of the litter box. You know, I think you put him in a child's sandbox. He uncovers the <laughs> bottom of the sandbox to cover up his... Uh, litter.
2: You know, I'd suggest getting a big, tall litter box to keep it all inside, so he can't throw it out. Yeah, so
1: he doesn't
0: yeah, make was, a mess out of it.
12: Yeah, he he doesn't throw it out so much. It's just that I got a you know a medium sized litter box for him, uh-huh. and you know he's he is a pretty fairly large cat. He weighs probably about uh, fifteen to eighteen pounds, oh. and uh, it's just the fact that, like I said, even when I put fresh litter in and he uh, does his business, and he covers it up, he. He'll stand in his litter box, you know, uh, shoving everything over to <laughs> one side for about five minutes or so. You know, and, I, and I'll i chase him out of the box and straighten his litter box out, and then uh-huh. he'll go right back in there and do the same thing all over again.
2: He uh, just sounds kind of quirky, is the box? <laughs> he is. Does the box have a lid on it? Is it no, covered? it does.
12: It's an open lid.
2: Uh-huh. But yeah. it,
12: it's, it does have the lip around it to keep him from throwing it
1: out. I don't know. I would go with it. I think uh, if you get some of that molding clay, maybe you get him in there and he could make designs out of different things.
2: Make sandcastles.
1: We have a, a cat who actually goes around and covers the other cat's poop up. We have a multi-cat studio, and if uh-huh. one of the other cats doesn't cover his poop up, he'll go around and make sure it's covered up.
7: Yes. Yeah, I, I'm sure he does, but it's
12: like I said, it's just more of a nuisance. I mean, you know, just, you know like I said, for him to Get into there, business. Then spend the next five minutes <laughs> shoving everything over to one side of this litter box, and is you know I can't stop him from doing it. Yeah. He
2: has a compulsive disorder, yeah. a little neurotic. But you know what? As long as he's going in the litter box, I'd say that's not, yeah, that's not too much of a problem.
1: Sit him down and have a talk with him. Say you know really.
12: <laughs> Would you suggest you know like I said, this uh, litter box is average size, you know, or medium size. We're just trying to find a. Larger box? Or? You,
2: you might want to. If he's a large cat, I can't picture huh? what it is, but he sounds like he's a he's a pretty big cat. You might want to try going a little bit bigger. Maybe he won't feel that need. Yeah,
12: maybe he won't, but like I said, you know, if you're putting him in a child's sandbox, he'd probably cover <laughs> the bottom of the child's sandbox to do his thing.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a very fun cat you have there. Do we have any cat toys, Judy? Yes, we do. Can we send Shadow a cat toy? Yes, we sure can. can. Okay, hold on for one second, Clarence. Thanks for okay. listening to Animal Radio.
12: Thank you. Now, more again on Sunday mornings.
1: You go. Well, hold on one second. Okay, sure. Don't go anywhere. one 405 8405 What's that, Lassie? Timmy's in the well. I used to watch that show all the time. And I'll tell you, remember when Lassie was on, uh, the collie was big. Everyone everyone had to have a collie. Don't oh, see yes. that so much anymore. Though.
2: No, you don't see not like it. You know, it's always the dog of the time. If it's the Huskies and the you know, eight below zero, it's always the 101 Dalmatians, whatever's the movie of the time.
1: You know, we wonder where these people are today. Where is Timmy? Is he still in the well? I hope not. This is very uh, disheartening if he is. I want to. Okay, Guido has just handed me Timmy's phone number, John Provost, to, and it's a long number. But when you when you go back to the child actors, you actually have to dial in some extra numbers here. Uh, This is my pin code. Jeez, John has a pretty long number. I hope he's home, and I hope (laughs) the phone number is not busy. I'll tell you that right now.
2: I hope you have reason. <laughs> Hi.
1: Hi, John. How you doing? Real good, Hal. Thanks for calling. Well, I see you have a new book out. First of all, you're out of the well, right?
9: Well, you know something? It's This, this is the funniest part. Timmy, well, myself, I fell in abandoned mines, into caves, off cliffs, into rivers, into lakes, into quicksand, but I never did fall in a well. <laughs> but... That catchphrase has, you know, attached itself to me, and it, it won't let go. Now, why is that? I, you know, I don't know, but it's, I hear it all the time. People come up to me, and they'll say, Oh, you know, when our dog comes up and, and you know whines or barks at us, we go, Well what is it? Is Timmy in the well?
7: <laughs> you know? Oh. But
9: when, uh, when, when Lori, my wife, and I were researching the book, because, you know, I did the show for seven years. I did over... 250 half-hour episodes. How old
1: were you at the time? Uh,
9: so I went 7 to 14. Okay. And so, you know, that many shows, they kind of blend together. So when we were compiling the book, we actually went through, because I thought I'd fallen in a well. Uh-huh. You know, so we, we went through and we actually read every single synopsis of every single episode and Timmy never did fall in a well. What is wow. with that? I, I, I don't know, but you know like Letterman or or Jay Leno at least once a month they make that reference. So It'll be with me for the rest of the life. Well, but, now,
1: when people know. come up to you and say that, do you just, like, want to slap them senseless?
9: <laughs> well, no, because, how I, I mean, I thought I did fall in a well. <laughs> well <laughs> but, so, you know, I guess we all do at times in our lives fall in wells that we have to, you know, we have to get out of. So uh, so that's why we decided to have it as the title of the book.
1: Well, you know, you may be very familiar with this, uh, also a child, not a child actor, but Kyle Orrit. And he went out a couple of years ago, and he raised twenty grand uh, selling lemonade, and he gave it to an organization called Canine Companions for Independence. Oh yes, close well, and near, dear, near and dear to your heart, huh?
9: Very, very, very much. So um, I've uh, well, Canine Companions for Independence is a national organization that supplies service dogs to people that have disabilities other than blindness, and I've been on the Northwest uh, Board of Governors for well, actually, uh, a little over twenty years and uh, it 's something that I do because I believe in the organization it's not uh, you know it 's not a, a paid job, but uh, it 's just such a great organization and you know anything that involves dogs i 'm there
1: now Kyle said it was anything that had to do with a disability other than blindness, and we got calls after that people saying well that 's prejudice that 's not right But well, that's that 's not the case no
9: it 's because um, guide dogs for the blind. Um, National organizations been around forever, you know, they have filled that niche. So, uh, it, you know, it, it wasn't really needed, but, um, we supply dogs to people that have, that are might, say, hearing impaired mm-hmm. or wheelchair bound, um, or, you know, even just a, a companion dog. But, uh, you know, like I said, guide dogs for the blind, they, they really have filled that niche.
1: Okay, tell us about the book. I wish I had a copy in my hand here, but I don't. No. What is it?
9: It is, um, well, it's my autobiography. It's like, you know, I I mentioned I started Lassie when I was seven. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is that by that time, I had already been in seven movies Mm -hmm. and some early live television. I worked with um, Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly and Jane Wyman and uh, William Holden and Anita Ekberg, Rod Steiger, Cameron Mitchell, Teresa Wright. I worked with all these people before Lassie. And then Lassie for seven years. Uh, after Lassie, I made three more movies. Uh, this Property is Condemned with uh, Robert Redford and Natalie Wood, which, by the way, I guess you probably heard that um, uh, Sidney Pollack passed away. And, yes. and he was the director on that film, and it was only his second movie. Wow. And, yeah, he was, he was really young. I, I was only, I, I was like... Uh, Fifteen, And uh, it was a great experience. And and then, like I said, I made three more movies after Lassie, that being one of them. The last movie I made was uh, uh, Computer Wear Tennis Shoes with Kurt Russell for Disney. Mm -hmm. And I turned 18. I had graduated from high school, but I had been working for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know... I said to myself, Judy, it's time for a break. Yes. And I took a break (laughs) for about 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, I went away to college, got married, you know, had a couple children. Then we had a new Lassie series in uh, 89-90. Did that, and that was a lot of fun. And then kind of went back to a regular life. And and now I'm kind of starting all over again.
2: So is there a Collie in the household?
9: You know, unfortunately, (laughs) there isn't. Um, I did have a collie when I was doing the series, uh, Red Weatherwax, the owner and trainer, um, he made a deal with me. He said, John, if you don't bug Lassie this first year, you know, don't pull his tail, don't ride him, <laughs> don't sit on him. He said, then next year I'll give you a Lassie puppy. So, I did get a Lassie puppy, um, and I named him Rudd after the owner, mm-hmm. but, uh, I have, I've downsized over the years and, and, uh, had beagles and labs and you know all all kinds of dogs and unfortunately right now we just lost our dog about a month and a half ago and been so busy we haven't been able to uh you know to find somebody somebody else but it's definitely on our list
1: okay besides the book it seems that you're also writing a column for our partner Fido Friendly
9: yes uh that will be out in their next issue uh it's called the canine connection it's something new also for me and uh, like I said, I'm just you know trying to, to branch out here, and, and of course, uh, like I said, if it has anything to do with dogs, you know, I- I'm there.
1: It sounds like you're doing good work. Let me give out the website. It's John Provost, J-O-N Provost, P-R-O-V-O-S-T dot com. Of course, we'll link to all of this uh, at animalradio.com. dot com. The book,
9: <laughs> it, t- t- Timmy's in the Well, the John Provost story, and yeah, the, your local bookstores um, have it. If they don't, then they can order it, or if somebody would like an autographed personalized copy, they can just order one right from my website.
7: Oh,
1: got to love that. We'll link to that at AnimalRadio.com. And for God's sakes, Timmy did not fall in the well.
9: (laughs) (laughs) I still think I did. I don't know.
1: You're listening
5: to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. (laughs) from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: From ABC Good Morning America, Dr. Marty Becker is joining us, and I brought him on because this is kind of important. We all know dogs can get heartworm, but can cats?
4: Yes, they can get it, and not just outdoor cats, but indoor cats. And you might think, "Well, that's that's insane. How would they get it?" Well, First of all, the transmission is not cat-to-cat, and neither is it dog-to-dog. It's carried by a mosquito. Wow! The mosquito gets this microscopic heartworm larvae. You know, it bites an infected cat, and then it bites another cat, and it travels through their bloodstream and develops in their body, and it ends up in the the vessels of the heart and in the cat, but also the lungs. So... As in a dog, it's kind of a thing with exercise intolerance and, you know, a lot of coughing. You can hear something on the heart. But with cats, it's very tricky to diagnose, nearly impossible just by symptoms alone because they'll have, you know, some kind of generic signs of illness. They'll vomit. They'll have lethargy. They'll have lack of appetite, weight loss, coughing, asthma-like symptoms. And matter of fact, that's one of the most common things it's misdiagnosed as oh. is feline asthma when, in fact, it's feline heartworms. Is it fatal? It can be fatal. Um, thing if I don't know if there for so the people that have never seen heartworms, just imagine spaghetti. It's they're long they're much longer than the worms you would use to go fishing. They're thin, they're long, they're white, and to imagine those living in the heart, the vessels of the heart going to the lungs and then the lungs just you know, it's one of those things that almost creeps you out. Mm. But, in, in this is true for a dog or a cat, it's especially difficult for a cat, but it's also very difficult and dangerous to, to get rid of heartworms once they have it in a dog. Um, you use a form of arsenic, and, you know, we all know the old stories over the ages of people being poisoned with arsenic, so you have to be careful enough to kill just enough of them at a time that the body can handle these dead worms and not cause, you know, emboli that would, you know, have some tragic consequence, so... It's just so much better to prevent the problem. And the way you prevent it, you know, you, you can take some things at home to kind of reduce the risk by getting rid of standing water and making sure you have screens with no cracks, uh, you know, really, you know, limiting their, their access to other wildlife. But the primary thing, just like you do with the dog, is to use a monthly preventive, uh, that you can get from your veterinarian. And it's 100% effective in preventing you know, and not just not just the the good thing about some of these products now, like for cats, there's a product called Advantage Multi by Bayer. There's another great product by Meriel, um, but they actually prevent heartworm disease. They treat and control the intestinal parasites like the hookworms and tapeworms. They they control ear mites and also the adult fleas. So with one topical, it's kind of inside out. You you're you're killing everything but the cat
1: and you said one topic so it's like a flea application like the the stuff yeah. okay
4: yeah it's like that but now it's got the ad it's an fda approved product but it uh, it prevents heartworm disease gets rid of the internal parasites the fleas but also ear mites and it's just an easy topical once a month uh, application
2: now, I've heard you can't just start your animal on a heartworm medication. You need to test them first. Why is that?
4: Right. What happens is, let's say the animal had the heartworm and you started on the preventive, then you can, you know, you can actually cause a problem. So you, you want to make sure that they're, they're clear that they don't have the disease before you start it because if they have it, you have to treat it and get rid of the heartworms before you start on the preventive.
2: Oh, so these medications won't treat it?
4: They won't treat it. And again, arsenic, I don't think almost everybody knows about arsenic. It's sure. a, it's, you, you've got to give them enough to not kill the cat or the dog. You've got to give just enough to kill a, just a few of the worms at a time. It's it's yeah. very complicated, costly, very costly, potentially very dangerous procedure. And these preventives are are 100% effective. One thing I thought was interesting, don't hold me to this exactly, but... I, I, I scrambled to try to find this, these, these numbers for you, but there was some study in the southeast where, you know, there's really severe heartworm problems, and 37% of indoor-only cats had heartworm disease.
7: Wow. And
4: so that means one of two things. Either the people, they really weren't indoor-only cats, but they were indoor-outdoor cats, or mosquitoes had gotten into the house, and uh, this is something else, it just takes one single mosquito uh has the potential to cause feline heartworm
7: disease.
1: Mm. Prevention is your best medicine. Dr. Marty Becker joining us. PetConnection.com is the website. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. We'll speak to you again very soon, Doc.
4: Thank you, friend. 1-866-405-8405.
1: 18664058405 It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets every Saturday and Sunday on this fine station and you know the phones are open all week long you should know that it's not just through the week through the weekend one 405 8405 also you can email us all week long with your questions at your voice at animal com. the world famous russian dog wizard that of course is vlade a live link to michigan where uh, spring has sprung i imagine
10: it is it is uh, it's still cold because it's a michigan but it's uh, getting much better much better and you're moving so to california you aren't you uh, yes, yes, I'm planning to go to California and maybe just uh, train the dogs. I will put my couple of shoppers in my van, you know, one of my two years. Mika and 14 years Alki. You know, she, I decided to take her with me, too. You know, she's old. 14 years old. You know, her personality really remind me of our candidate John McCain, you know. <laughs> you know, 14 years old. Sometimes hurts here, hurts there. Sometimes, you know, she doesn't see well. But, uh, you know, she's still very good on security. You know, you approach to my van, she will kick your butt. <laughs> you know. So, uh, one day, maybe I will be running for the President of the United States. Will happen. you vote for me? Yeah, I can do the show no better than Barack Obama. You know that.
7: It's all about the show.
10: You know, I'm the show man as well.
1: Let's uh, take some phone calls. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, this is Earl. How are you? Hi, Earl. How are you doing?
16: I'm doing good.
0: Where are you calling I, from?
16: I'm calling from Detroit.
0: Wow.
10: Good, good, there. Thank you for calling from the Detroit. Oh, yes. Is this Vladdy? Yes, you make my day. Have you heard about oh, me? Yes. You make my day because I love listening to
16: Animal Radio. It's my top favorite show. But dad, is
1: this Dad?
16: Oh yes, <laughs> I put it on as much as I can listen to it.
10: <laughs> Go ahead, Erin. Do you have a problem with your pet?
16: Oh yes, I have a dachshund.
10: Oh the boy! Dachshund is oh.
16: fourteen years old. Very old.
10: Okay. And okay. you were saying
16: your dog could run for uh, president. My dog could run for uh, vice president.
10: <laughs> I myself can run with the president. But go oh. why you think you though can can run for vice president?
16: Well because just because she's old. Oh she uh, okay.
17: To, <laughs> I love it.
16: She's witty. She's very witty and she's sneaky and she knows how to get her way around different things. Okay. Just like the and problem it- I got for you.
10: Okay, what is your problem? If you could problem, tell me one thing, hold on, hold on, tell okay. me just one thing would make your life miserable.
16: With my dog. Yeah. Well, I'm 86 years old, so it'd be no, if no, my no. dog ran away.
10: Ah, okay, so running away, it's ma- it would be make your life miserable, yes.
16: Oh yes, that would be one thing. But the worst thing that's happening is she's peeing
7: everywhere.
10: Okay. So we have a ping we have a running away. Honestly I don't worry I don't understand why you're so worried about running away. I mean that dog doesn't want to be with you. If my She's dog wants to run away right with here. me I will just go ahead. I mean I don't need the dog who wants to run away from me, who doesn't want to live with me. If she doesn't I'm want kidding. home
16: and shelter here, then she can run. I don't that's what I said.
10: Okay. Why, why your dog wants to run away? Not because she loves you less, just because, you know, they, they have an instinct. They send something, they go. They need to go to the den to find something. They're like little hunting dogs. Uh, now how to fix it? Let me tell you very one simple advice. You can fix this problem with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. So what you need to go, you need to go to the, your local hardware store and get, uh, maybe 25 or 30 foot clothesline. Uh, attach the end of the line to the dog's collar. And the end, the another end, just attach the doorknob or any heavy object, maybe tree, something which you can attach it to. And after that, say, bye honey, just, you wanna run away, run away. I don't, I don't need you, okay? (laughs) And let her run. Before she hits the end of the line, tell her come, and she of course will tell you, forget you daddy, or maybe something else, I would say, if I would not be on the national radio. And uh, of course, so basically, she will ignore you and she's gonna hit the end of the line and correct herself, which you cut ca- like a fish will say, like you are like, did nothing to her. You just say, why, baby? Come on, come on, come on. So, so you're not angry, you're nothing. So she has corrected herself for not obeying you. And after that, you just reel her in and give her kiss and hug, give her some kalbasa or cheese and uh, oh, yeah. tell you her again, me. okay. Yes, oh, yeah. I know. Uh, so, Americans so love American cheese. Oh, yeah. French cheese?
16: She gets a lot of gas from cheese. Let me tell you about that. Oh, boy.
10: Okay, if she if she has a gas from the cheese, I don't I don't suggest to feed her with the cheese. I suggest to have a little pieces as the treats. But if it's the problem, get the nice treats from your pet store, like soft one. Check for solid gold, turkey, uh, beef jerky. That's that's from my experience the best when you deal with the problem like this. Salad oh, gold okay. company name and uh, beef jerky. So even I want to eat them. So oh, basically, okay. when she comes, hug and kiss, give her treats. After let her go again, And do it five times. Uh, call her in the time when she doesn't expect it. And every time, she, you becoming the man of your words. She doesn't come, you, re, you reel her in. And why the lion not malicious? Because lion is very light. It's giving her a feeling of being on its own. So she thinks she's free. It should be so thin, like the string. That's the oh, key is. And you yeah. win three, four consecutive times. You win the war on this issue. Now, peeing and pooping, I um, have a very limited time, but I got to tell you this. It is very simple things to do. You need, just need to put her in three positions. Position number one, always under your supervision. Position number two, you cannot supervise her. Put her in the crate. Position number Three have her always with you outside. Every time when she pees, good girl, good girl. If she didn't pee outside and she was supposed to, put her back in the crate. Do it several times, and eventually she's gonna pee outside because she is the creature of habit. So from that time, she's gonna she's gonna start to pee outside. Also, everything in your house which was peed before, I don't care what you used. uh, Use a product with enzyme-based products. Uh, You can check animalradio.com website. Have some amazing product I understand what you're
16: telling me. I understand what what you're telling me, but what if she's eating her own feces?
10: If she's eating her own feces, Google the product by name Stop. 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 Stop Stop and put Stop um, Feces uh, Deterrent. Oh,
16: I see. Okay. Help, huh?
10: Yeah, this is the better than any other product because it consists of two, uh, two ingredients which is uh, addressing the major cause of the dog eating the poop out of the three. We cannot address the third one, which is uh, uh, the dog used to, just its habits. And, but okay. the, 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 the rest of the two is very easy to address. One of them is digestive problem. She maybe doesn't have certain bacteria and uh, you know, doesn't digest certain food, and uh, she wants to Cycle that, and number two, it is uh, basically she just uh, because she used to 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 eat this food and it's make her you know wants to eat it more and more and more. So basically, that one has a make the feces be bitter and plus give good acidophilus and good bacteria, so she doesn't want to eat them anyway because she has a better digestion. Okay, stop.
16: And then she'll get bad breath from that. No, she will not. She'll have
10: a good. Don't kiss her.
16: She gets bad breath, and then I can't even bring her around the children because I can't stand it.
10: Exactly. And that product which I said will address them both because it also has acidophilus, which is good bacteria, which will make her breath be good. Oh, beautiful. Okay. I
1: hope that helps, Earl. You know what? I want to send uh, you one of Vlade's videos Secrets of the Russian Dog Wizard. What what, what do you have? Obedience for Life. We're going to send you if that's okay. Oh, beautiful. Thank Uh, you. Thank you for calling today. 1-866-405-8405 one If somebody wants to get this DVD, they can get it from 911dogwizard.com.
11: Listen to the news.
13: Two dogs rescued from a locked car.
11: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets.
18: Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin.
15: Concerning my dog, Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
18: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com.
4: Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life.
11: Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For ad listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. That's 911. Proud to be partnered with Animal Radio.
19: Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax-deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: There, he's waiting. We have him.
1: Okay, let's uh, go ahead and hit line up. Line four, if you will. Okay. Clive? Clive? Hello. Clive Pierce, ladies and gentlemen, joining us. Hi, Clive. How are you doing? Hey,
19: everybody. I'm actually great. I've just climbed down a ladder so I can talk to you. We're shooting Design to Sell. And uh, knocking a hole in someone's home.
7: Oh well, that, that's How nice. Fun.
19: Yes, I'm not sure if they wanted it, <laughs> but we thought it would look lovely. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little late on you guys, but here I am, covered in brick dust, but still retaining my appeal as best I can.
2: Well, we figured this must be about your hundred and first appearance on Animal Radio, something like that. Yes, I'm
19: always happy to be here, and um, and Woof.
1: And you're kicking off a new season of
2: uh, Design Star.
19: Yes, very excited. Actually, it's tomorrow night. Uh-huh. Um, season three. I can't believe it. Design Star season three hits TVs across America. Sunday, June the eighth. And it's 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 I would say this, wouldn't I? It's the best season ever. (laughs) Well no,
1: they they do get better and better. As you see these other shows uh, get better from the first season to the second season, the third Uh same thing with Design Star. Every season gets better and better. What do you guys have planned? What kind of secrets can you tell us right now?
19: Well one of the most exciting things I've found, because I often don't know about the challenges until I stand there and reveal them to our designers. It's, it's, a really, it's a really great season. I think you're right. One, two, they got more and more popular. And people love to watch what designers would do in difficult situations. So they've got a lot more money to spend on this one. And uh, they're a very, very tough group. These are the people that watched the previous two seasons uh-huh. on their sofas and were like, yeah, right, I could do that. <laughs> so as you'll see in, in the first episode tomorrow night, it's, it's the casting special leading into the first challenge. And uh, these are are a tough group. You'll see about 39 hopefuls come to Los Angeles. And we pick pick the final eight. And then America has picked the ninth designer contestant. And that was online. So that will be revealed tomorrow night as well.
1: I was part of that, too. I voted in that.
19: Oh, I was going to say, I don't remember you being female enough for the (laughs) challenge. But that's what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Who did you you vote for?
2: Yes, did you vote for me? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously not. I don't think I won. Here's what I want to know. Last
1: season... You you uh well one of the challenge was to design a pet store to do it was to uh, design
2: a room with with products that you would find at a a pet pet
1: store. Go Judy, you know your design star. Oh yes. Any pet related uh themes this year? You know what? No. <laughs> but I
19: tried really hard. I'm, you know, I'm a big animal fan, and I tried, and I tried. There's, there's a whiff of pet, in now it comes to mind, actually. There's a whiff, not an unpleasant whiff of pet, a pleasant whiff of pet mm. on one of the challenges. But you're right. That's one of the most memorable moments on Design Star in season one, when uh, who was going to be the winner, David Bromstad, had to go shopping at a pet store. And I think he made the flooring, the rug, out of reptile bedding. And uh, that, that was a classic moment. But oh, on, on Season 3, there's nothing specifically pet-related. I did stand close to a horse at one point. <laughs> that doesn't. That's none of the cast. I stood close to a, to a horse. And we shot, we shot the series in Nashville, so it's Design Star 3 Nashville this year.
1: Okay, so I want you to know this. You heard this first on Animal Radio. Now, Clive wasn't supposed to say this, but uh, he's given us a little tip what happens. He stands close... To well, a horse. Course, you, it's, it, wait, it's in Nashville. Yes, there's an exclusive. <laughs> Yeehaw. How's uh, How's Delia? It's Delia, right?
19: Oh, she's famous. Delia for people listening. And by the way, congratulations on being on XM Satellite Radio. Isn't that
1: amazing? We told Thank them we were going to give them the Oprah show, uh, and then apparently they just we just put our show. We just plugged our show. <laughs> in, well, right
19: I knew there. that always you had hordes, or probably herds of listeners of this animal radio, but now you have of listeners.
1: Lots of new listeners yes. and uh, a lot, lots of new drivers, truck drivers, who uh, are probably very familiar with HGTV. I'm sure that
19: they're driving around the country trying to get away from their wives who make them do the work on the house.
2: <laughs> we know they're probably decorating their trucks.
19: Yes, I hope so. And they travel with pets a lot of Time.
2: Yes, the bedding and the back and their little cabs yeah. that they have the sleep areas. That's a great idea, Clive, for
1: design Design Star season four. There designing you go. A truck there you go. Cab. We finally managed to work
19: it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked about Delia, and uh, for those listening who don't know, Delia is my dog named after uh, an English. Uh, TV TV chef, but she's a she's a, a complicated, confused soul. We get on so the, well. The
0: chef or the
7: dog?
19: Well, actually, both. <laughs> okay. But um, lucky, I haven't said her last name. But she's Delia's great. She's my favorite rescue and uh, best friend, and uh, she's great. I, I actually had to go away for five weeks and shoot Design Star, so I'm I'm. It's always the, the worst part is leaving behind a companion like that. So what I, do you do? I, I have a I have a great pet sitter. Um, we'll call him Bob who comes and stays that's his name, who comes and stays in, in my house in LA. <laughs> that's why so you
2: I, call him Bob.
19: Yes, but call him Bob. He he takes great care of um of my dog Delia and also my mother recently moved back to England. She decided she was homesick, so I'm I'm the new owner of her of her dog or recently Sadie. Sadie? Now,
2: yep. did, did Delia they... has a friend. Do they forgive you when you come back, or do they hold a grudge for a little while?
19: They are suitably annoyed for about 24 hours, and then all is forgiven.
1: Mm. Well, that's good. How do you go about picking a pet sitter? I've always been a little weary about that.
19: Me too, me too. I hadn't really had this problem until Design Star appeared, because normally Design to Sell is shot in L.A. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked around. I, word of mouth is always, I think, the best way. I interviewed a few people who didn't make the grade and then um Bob is a is a, is a great pet sitter i think uh, a lot of people who are, who attempted to rescue a pet that's obviously what they're worried about if they travel and really when when you do have somebody that is that trustworthy and that interested in in the animal it, it makes life so much easier
1: the ones that didn't make the grade what were the what was the criteria that you said ah. <clears throat> nope they're
0: out
19: now we're talking about uh, pet sitters not design star contestants
1: yes pet sitters <laughs>
19: because there's, there's, there's a similarity there. The ones that didn't make the grade, I go on, I go on uh, gut feeling pretty much about everything always. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's like kids. If you, if you feel comfortable and safe, there was probably not much wrong with some of the people I didn't go with, but I just, it's a gut reaction to me that I thought, can I imagine myself far away at four o'clock in the morning shooting something and uh, I ask a lot of my pet sitters. I like three minimum texts per day saying all is well. Oh. Uh-huh. So I'm always, I'm always, the, probably every shot of Design Star, my cell phone's in my pocket and I'm waiting <laughs> to see. It you know, is vibrating. Text. Yeah, if, if, if Delia has sent me a text.
2: Now, do you let Delia have a part in picking the pet sitter? Say again? Do you let Delia have part in picking the pet sitter? Do you wait, look and see who she likes?
19: Oh, yes. I mean, she's, she's always thinking and she's always, she's a very, uh, she runs a very tight ship, so she, she took to Bob immediately. Can you hear drilling in the background? Yes, I've
1: got to remind listeners that you are calling from the set right now, from a house uh, that you're redoing Demolishing. redoing for <laughs> yeah, Design to we're Sell. Shooting,
19: we're shooting Design to Sell in, uh, in Valencia, in California. And moments ago, designer Lisa LaPorta decided that the kitchen wasn't big enough. Ah. So a wall has to come down, which... Hopefully, she knows what she's doing. She normally does. <laughs> does she
1: ever really screw up? I mean, does she, does she make a mistake, maybe? And she, it, it, one of those things that ends up on the editing room floor?
19: Well, she makes very odd decisions, if you ask me. Sometimes I think, what are you doing? When she opens a paint can or I hear a plan, uh-huh. and I'll challenge her almost every time. What is really annoying is she's always right. <laughs> I'm often doubtful, and she kind of does it to annoy me, I think, but she's, she's normally right, and, well, always, I admit it. And so things turn out great. We, uh, we always hear at the open house from our homeowners people saying why didn't we live like this in the first place
7: yes so yes
19: we're doing it's a very tough real estate market at the moment and uh, we're doing everything we can for all of our homeowners to make their houses squeaky clean and ready for the market
1: housing sales have picked up for the first time in a year this last month
19: yeah it's good news and we're certainly seeing a, a turnaround at the open house we're ter- seeing um <clears throat> i'm just going to clear brick dust out of my throat yeah, <laughs> we're seeing uh, we're seeing offers coming in quicker it's been a, it's been a very tough two years but there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel, so we're making homeowners happy and houses gleaming.
1: Okay, well, we'll let you get back to work there, okay?
19: It's always nice to talk to you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, lots of good stuff about Design Star at HGTV.com and ClivePierce.com. And, and don't forget,
1: the new season of Design Star kicks off tomorrow night. What time?
19: Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern and Pacific on HGTV.
1: We'll speak to you soon. Our friend Clive Pierce
18: on Animal Radio. Take care. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. From springtime through the late fall, many people are subject to seasonal allergies. But pets are not the only ones. For our dogs and cats, these same seasons bring intense itching and discomfort. And our pets get their own hay fever. It's a frustrating and somewhat common situation. Pet owners by the millions flock to their veterinarians this time of the year in hope of relieving their pet's itchiness. This constant chewing and scratching and licking can test an owner's love for their pets. Allergies are an overreaction of the body's immune system to a foreign substance such as pollen or flea saliva. For people with allergies... We sneeze and sniffle as our bodies respond to this histamine reaction in our nose. But in dogs and cats, they react differently. Histamine is released and causes the pet to feel itchy. In their skin. The pet reacts by scratching at that site, and this constant assault can cause damage to the skin, leading to bacterial infections. Areas of hair loss and oozing sores, you may know them as hot spots, are very common with these allergies. Fleas are found to be the real reason for pets' itchiness in many, many cases. However, the pet who is truly allergic to fleas will often appear to have no fleas at all. These pets are the ultimate flea catchers, doing everything in their power to bite or scratch the discomfort from the flea away. The flea saliva is what sets them off, though, and it's hard to remove that. Once the flea bites the pet and the saliva is in the skin, the itchiness starts. Allergies to airborne substances like pollen and mold spores are another reason for pets to itch. Known as atopy, it affects many pets from the springtime straight through until the fall. This condition can be inherited in certain breeds. If your pet has signs of allergies year-round or you see little or no improvement with certain medications, you may have a pet that's allergic to its food. Contrary to popular belief, food allergies take time to develop and are not due to recent dietary changes. Most pets who develop food allergies have been eating the offending food for many years. In some mild cases, the itchiness can be treated with antihistamines or even steroids for a short period of time. However, pet owners need to be aware that allergies are not a condition that can be cured. The good news, though, is that we can manage them well with a team effort from both you, the pet owner, and the veterinary team. Working with your veterinary team to identify what's causing your pet's symptoms will help keep your four-legged family members right where they need to be in your lap with you for the veterinary news network at myvnn.com i'm dr jim humphreys reporting for animal radio
1: animal radio animal communicator joy turner is standing by for your calls at 1-866-405-8405 we'll go to the phones right after the news
20: this is an animal radio news update hello i'm kay brown reporting for animal radio A custom-built computer program which can interpret how guard dogs are feeling by the sound of their barks is ruining escape plans by prisoners in jails in Israel. In the past, prison officials admit that their guards either didn't hear dogs sounding an alarm or failed to recognise the dogs were barking differently because they'd sensed an escape attempt. Now their BioSense computer program records the guard dogs barking, analyses whether it displays heightened stress or aggression in the dog and then automatically trips TV cameras in the suspected hotspot. Tough economic times are forcing many families to give up their pets, but in Santa Barbara, a homeless outreach group has organised a unique way to keep pets and families together by organising secure car parks. It is illegal in California for people to sleep in their cars, but 12 parking lots across Santa Barbara have now been designated as temporary overnight safe havens where people and their pets can sleep in vehicles without being harassed by people on the streets or ticketed by police. He is hoping that better times come back real soon. In Germany, it wasn't a china shop being destroyed, but the bull that rampaged through a German family's house did leave thousands of dollars damage in his wake. None of the family was hurt in the incident, but you can imagine their terror when a huge limousine bull burst through the back door of their house, charged around the living room, and then left when the owner opened the front door. The beast was later returned to the farmer who'd somehow lost him. The graduating class at Ohio Northern University included an exceptional blonde this year, a golden retriever called Zeke. No, it wasn't a student prank. Zeke earned his Bachelor's of Science degree in Canine Companionship by learning how to pull a wheelchair, open doors and retrieve fallen objects. The training was part of a seniors project and will result in Zeke providing someone with independence. And a British insurance company has put together a list of the dog breeds that people spend the most money on. Turns out the big bucks go on the littlest dog, chihuahuas. The study surveyed 3,000 dog owners on what they spent on vets, food, grooming, kennels and insurance over the dog's lifetime. The average is around $62,000, although chihuahua owners averaged about $200,000. Must be all those Paris Hilton Britney Spears wannabes dressing them up like little dolls, perhaps. For the full list of the top 10 most expensive breeds, just head to our website, pettalkradio.com.au. I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Remember, the
1: advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. And welcome back to Animal Radio. The number's here, one 405 8405 They are ringing white hot because animal communicator Joy Turner is on with us. Hi, Joy. How are you doing?
15: I'm wonderful, How? How about yourself?
1: Very good, but I want to get down to business. I'm ready to talk to some animals.
15: Perfect.
7: Let's oh.
1: go. Hi, who's this?
7: This is Larry Siegel.
1: Hi, Larry. How are you doing?
21: Doing really good, thank you.
1: Where are you calling from? St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Listening on XM? Yes, that's correct. Okay, you are on with Joy Turner.
21: Hi, Hi Joy.
15: Hi, Larry. Can you tell me who you would like to talk to today? Well, I have three
21: boxers who I've, I've, uh, uh, they've all passed, and I just want to know how they're doing and, and what they think of, you know, if they're okay and and, uh, and just miss them terribly and think about them every day.
15: Okay, so tell me their names and about when they passed.
21: Okay. Uh, lost. Puxley, he was the uh, first boxer we had. He was 12 when he passed away. And he died, Was he? we had to euthanize him about uh,
15: 2001.
21: Okay. And so he was eight. And uh, we had to, he passed away, had a heart attack. And I never got to see him. I was a truck driver and I was out on the road. and I not, never, I missed him. Okay. And... Uh, he was. Uh, that was about uh, 1999.
15: Okay. And
21: then uh, his daughter, Minnie Mouse. Um, she was uh, uh, 11 and a half, and I lost her about uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago.
15: Okay. Okay. Hang on a second here. Okay. All right. Well, I want you to know that Clouseau was the first one to pop in. All three of them are here, or present with me, but he was the first one to want to talk. Because he knows that you're not seeing him really has troubled you. Yes. And he wants you to know that you may not have seen him with your eyes, but you saw him with your heart. Mm. And that's the part that mattered the most to him. Yes. And he said we've always loved each other, we're always loving each other still, and he wants to know what he can say to you to help you feel better about not having seen him before he passed.
21: Uh, just knowing today and, 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 uh, him telling me that it's alright and that he knows and he understands. Um, and it's just, it could set both our hearts and minds at ease, especially mine.
15: Good. Well, he says, of course, you're always his dad. You're always going to be his dad. And he thinks that it bothered you a lot that you would be gone so much during his life. And he wants you to know that he completely understood that you were doing the best you knew to take care of the family.
21: Yeah, he would hide behind the recliner for three days. When I left, he would always hide
15: for a while. He said yes, well, he had to deal with his little grief, but he wants you to know he does understand, and he did even then. He just would have rather had it be a different way, but he was all right with it the way that it was. That's great. And he says to tell you, of course, he loves you. Yeah, I love him. Perfect. And then Buxley is the next one that pops in. Uh And... He says the thing he wants you to know because he thinks you have uh, in your mind concern about timing of putting him down.
21: Yes, yes.
15: And he wants you to know that he thinks you heard him very, very clearly. He didn't go too soon. He didn't go too late. He was telling you for, he says, a long time, whatever that relates to for him, Mm -hmm. where he was, what he wanted, and you were listening to him very well, so he has no issue about that, and he hopes that you will not have any anymore.
21: Yeah, he had some like a comparable to like a stroke, and we were worried if it wasn't the right time.
15: Yes, he said to tell you that you listened to him because he was telling you that it was appropriate. Okay. And he, too, says to tell you, of course, he loves you, and he's considering the possibility of returning in another body and he wants to know if that would be something you would be interested in or up for
21: yes i I want to get another boxer and i'm just waiting for that right special time and right special puppy
15: okay because he says he's wanting to basically reincarnate and i don't know what your beliefs are on reincarnation but i've talked to enough souls to know that they do that
21: yes i believe in that also
15: perfect so he's He's gonna want to come, so whenever you feel you're ready, just think about him, tell him you're ready now, mm-hmm. and he'll make sure that you find him.
21: Okay, that's great.
15: And then Minnie Mouse. She, is she was she shy because she's being a little shy with me.
21: Yeah, she kind of she kind of liked to hang around. Uh, she was like my, my I, the the two boys. They were a little older, but Mousey was six weeks old. I brought her home in the palm of my hand, and she was uh, she was she was Daddy's little girl.
15: She said, yes, and she's always Daddy's little girl. And she said she's wondering not when Buxley comes back, but maybe uh, two years or so after that, if you would be interested. She says, maybe three, if you would be interested in having another little girl, which would be her. Yes,
21: very, very much so.
15: She says, good. Well, she wants to do that because she loved being Daddy's little girl. (laughs) That was like her joy in life.
21: Yes, yeah, she uh, she was on the truck with me for quite a while. We rode around together, and she was always there.
15: Yes, she loves that. She says, you're not doing that anymore?
21: No, I, I'm still driving, but I'm I'm not driving over the road. I'm driving, uh, I go out in the evening, come back the next morning. So. Yes,
15: yeah, she said, so if she came back, would she still go in the truck, or would she stay home?
21: Oh, I'd run her in the truck with me.
15: She goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all doing wonderfully, of course. Everything, once they cross over, they end up doing wonderfully, so.
21: Well, I just, I miss all those guys. I, I think about them all the time. I have their urns right here on my desk, and there are and will be and always will be a part of my life.
15: And there must have been, I can't tell from her, some kind of tune. I don't know if it's singing or whistling or something that you did with her.
21: Well, whenever she got, a, she jumped out of the truck one time and broke her paw, her on her right front leg. And so after that, I always uh, picked her up and set her down out of the truck, and I always sang the Flying Mouse.
15: Okay. She likes the little that tune is what she's showing me, a little tune. She likes it, and she wants to know if you'll think of another one for her, too. Of
1: course I will. Larry, that's all we have time for today. I want to send, uh, if I can, from Planet Dog a new puppy kit so that when you're ready to bring... Uh, new family members in, you'll, you'll be all prepared with that equipment there, okay?
7: That's great. And
21: uh, let me say this. I heard this last Saturday that Joy was doing this, uh-huh. and, uh, uh, and, and avail- readings were available for you know, pets that have passed. And, and it means the world to me what you guys did today. Well, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hold on for one second, Larry. Joy, if right. if someone wants to get in touch with you during the week, we've put all the information at AnimalRadio.com, and of course there's the website, JoyTurner.com. And if you need to get your Joy Turner fixed during the week, you can do so. I'm sorry, I'm a little verklempt here. <laughs> you can do that uh, by visiting uh, AnimalRadio.com and listening an hour of Joy Turner. Get your Joy Turner fixed. Joy, will speak to you very soon again.
15: Thanks, Al.
1: Animal Radio is brought to you by Flavacin. Flavacin improves joint function in dogs, keeping cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible in the bodies of aging animals. To find out more about this breakthrough formula, visit www.yourolderdog.com.
18: Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions You will ever have. Visit pets911.com or call 1 888 pets911.
0: Hooray! For more information,
11: go to pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two
13: dogs rescued from a locked car.
11: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets.
1: Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 24-7. Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device. And every three minutes, Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com. find peace of mind today.
18: Flavacin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavacin.
15: Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavacine, um probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be losing her this
13: year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
18: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com.
13: Fido-Friendly
11: Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Woof!
1: Hi, Animal Radio. Who's this? This is
17: Audrey.
1: Hi, Audrey. How are you doing?
17: Well, fine, thank you. And how's everyone
1: there today? Oh, well, you know, it's a very beautiful, sunny day here. I wish that I wasn't inside, actually. <laughs> oh, be thank better... I... How about where you are? Where are you?
17: Well, I'm in Los Angeles. That's uh-huh. Beautiful, probably... Low 80s, high 90s. Wow. It's been
1: kind of hot there so, recently.
17: Yeah. No, I, yeah, it was 94 yesterday, so I think it's less, probably about 89 today.
1: Ooh. Wow. Something is happening to the to the earth, Judy, I'll tell you that right yes, now. Yes, temperatures <laughs> are strange. Audrey, what can we do for you?
17: Well, we have a Boston Terrier that we've only had about a month, and she's been a crate donk Um uh, and then now that she's living a normal life, she sleeps in her crate at night. But she, um, you know, has a part of the house for running during the day, and has a little doggy door and goes outside. Well, when they first, when we first got her, she, we took her for walks, and she'd do her business and everything. But mm-hmm. then when we got the doggy door in. When she would poop, she eats it, and we didn't know what to do about <laughs> that.
1: Mm. uh, I know. I've I've listened to animal radio before, and I've heard Judy say that's pica. Is that that pica?
2: You're very good. It's Uh, pica. See, I listen. It's called Uh P-I-C-A, and it's the eating of objects that are, it's not the quite appropriate food substance. Dogs do this. Cats do this. Uh, Sometimes dogs eat their poop. They eat rocks. They eat dirt. Have you had the dog checked out by your veterinarian to make sure that there's nothing going on with the dog?
17: Well, uh, when we first got it, we got the well check, uh-huh. and uh, gave it a blood test and everything, and everything mm-hmm. was fine.
2: You know what? There usually is nothing wrong with the dog. They're usually very healthy. Mm-hmm. Some vets think it's like an obsessive-compulsive disorder. Uh-huh. Some mm-hmm. people say the animal could be bored and is looking for attention. Uh, there's a variety of reasons. Some veterinarians will even prescribe an antidepressant medication for the dog. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, there are things that you can do to the poop so your dog won't eat it. What are
7: those things?
2: Well, it's stuff that you can actually put in your dog's food, which is supposed to produce a stool with an unpleasant taste. Now, you think, it, think. You think it would already taste unpleasant. But
1: right. <laughs> is this something you could get from your vet or do you, can no, you get you can it at the pet store?
2: It, you can get it anywhere. You can use uh, bitter apple. You can use uh, cayenne pepper. You can use a bunch of these different products that you can just put it on the food. So when the dog ingests it and the poop comes out the other end, it has a certain flavor that they won't re-eat. What, what about
1: poop. MSG? I heard that uh, that's use, a spice that you can use. Yes,
2: MSG works just as well. Oh, oh good. So yeah. you can
1: just put that on top of the food. What? How much do you put on
2: Uh, I don't know. I would check with my veterinarian. I guess it would depend upon the size of the dog. Yes. Just kind of as a precautionary thing is have your vet do a fecal examination about every 6 to 12 months. You Mm -hmm. want to go ahead and check their feces and make sure that your dog's not being exposed to any intestinal parasites or roundworms that can get into your dog by eating feces on contaminated soil. So, right, yeah. and in the meantime, they are still working on a cure for pica.
1: <laughs> I know that we've had calls about dogs that eat kitty litter, eat out oh, of the kitty yes. litter, so it's not uncommon. Uh, but uh, your doctor should be at least notified, right. alerted, and find out. Make sure that everything's okay, and he'll have probably ideas of his own there. All right. What's Thanks. your dog's name? Bambina. Bambina. <laughs> Bambina. Can we send Bambina some dog toys? Oh, yes, we'd love that. Okay, we will do that. Hold on one second so we can get some information from you. 1 405 8405.
15: I'm Susie Kurtz, and I'm listening to Animal Radio. And you should really check out the Farm Sanctuary website farmsanctuary.org. First taker.
1: <laughs> one take. We all know dogs love to go for car rides. Giving water to your dog while you drive, however, can be a problem. The To-Go Bowl by Furry Travelers is the first and only travel water bowl to fit into a car's cup holder. Complete with splash guard and lid, the To-Go Bowl allows your pet to drink whenever he wants. You can find the To-Go Bowl at many local pet stores, websites, and at www.FurryTravelers.com Don't leave home without your To-Go Bowl. Your furry traveler will love you for it.
11: In August 2005, Hurricane Katrina roared across the Gulf Coast. Many people were forced to separate from their beloved pets. A few reunions were covered on national TV. But what happened to the rest of those pets? Find out in Katrina Tales, a feature-length documentary on the people and pets of New Orleans in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Available only at katrinatales.com or through Transit Media, 800-343-5540. $29 including shipping. Visit katrinatales.com or call 800 800- 343-5540. Remember,
1: the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. You're
5: listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. <coughs>
7: oh, oh,
1: Sing it, Spot. It's Animal Radio. Welcome back. Hal and Judy and a whole cast of characters. If you have a veterinary question, we'd love to hear from you. We have our staff veterinarian coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, it's all about dog behavior at 1-866-405-8405. There is no better expert in the world. You will not convince me otherwise. There is no better expert in the world for dog behavior than the world-famous Russian dog wizard, that, of course, is Vlade, live in the Bully Dog Studios in Michigan. What's the weather like there today?
10: You know, the weather today is not bad at all, but, uh, you know, it's in Michigan, so today it's one, today it's uh, cold, tomorrow it's uh, hot, and vice versa. Very <laughs> unpredictable, like back in Russia. one
1: 405 8405 Hi, who is this? Hello, caller. Oh, uh, Colette? Yes, hi, who is this? Colette. Hi, Colette, how are you doing? All fine.
10: Where are you today? Colette, you have a beautiful name.
12: Uh, thank let you. me pick. I'm,
10: let me pick up this charge, and I'm right now yours. Okay, so go ahead.
12: Okay. Um, what so what I state a, are you
10: calling first, please, Colette?
17: Um, New York.
10: From New York, okay, great state. Uh-huh. I just once was it when I was uh, at the Late Show with David Letterman. That's a great. I love New York, like yeah. a big city, like Moscow. Go ahead.
17: I've got a two-year-old Minkin. that's a female, and she's okay. very aggressive. She loves other animals, but she hates other people besides my husband and myself. And then she just, she loves to bite them. And did
10: I she, did them she already and bite did someone, Colette?
17: Yes, yeah, she bit one of my girlfriends when we were at home.
10: How badly?
17: It just, you know, barely grabbed her pant leg. It, it didn't okay, draw she, any blood or anything.
10: Okay, did she have a chance to, I mean, was she lose if she could bite, she would, you think? Yes, they do. Yeah. So that's the good news. The bad news, she already beat someone. You know, it's, uh-huh. it reminds me another story. One person calls say my dog, bought uh, excuse me, beat four people. Uh, I should say three because fourth was my mother-in-law, and I, I think it was her fault. But <laughs> very nice was comments. But anyway, in the, in the, yeah, everything bad is happening in this life. It's a mother-in-law fault. That's what my female ladies <laughs> always tells me about. Yeah, okay. it's mother-in-law faults. No, nobody else. But listen, Colette, this is the great news so far because honestly, the dogs have a tremendous control over their teeth. If your dog really wanted to bite someone seriously, she would do that. So just, she just warned the person. Now, um, so what's happening is I just learned by doing two simple things as far as stopping your dog from pulling on the leash and stopping your dog from barking. Wherever the dog is, you can basically 90% diminish that aggressiveness in your pet. Uh, let me tell you how easy to teach the dog walk without pulling. Put the color on leash, put the appropriate color. Um, it depends on your dog's personality If your dog is softy and such and such Put the check color, not the choke color Don't use the choke color, it's a very bad thing um, If the dog is uh, bulletproof Put the prong color It looks ugly, but in reality it's very humane A lot of veterinarians support this color uh, In any color, it's just for training Not for permanently So put the color on leash And say, let's go If the dog is ahead of you Turn around first and after Snap, like with your left hand Make the flick Make that motion, snap in the opposite directions, and have to come back to the chosen direction. Do it several times, unless she starts to follow you. Because by doing this, every time when she thinks she's the leader, you're becoming the leader. So that's important. And number two, stop her from barking. Use, uh, like I keep telling about CO2, uh, bicycle tire inflator from the bicycle shop. Every time when she barks, you can make the noise. Ah! Push the button, she stops. You can drop the shaking cans or mystical acoustic bag can be bought from my website, nine one one DocWizard.com nine one one docwizardcom nine one one It's an amazing tool designed by a group of the Russian musicians. Mystical acoustic bags startle the dog into their attention. So by doing two, just two simple things, stop her from barking and stop her from pulling, you're already in the way to success. After that, you need to do um, classical desensitization and counter-conditioning to make her to love what she hates. Put her in the crate... Bring the people in. Before you get the people in, put her in the crate. When they come in, give her kalbasa. If she snaps, oh, excuse me, if she barks or growls, snap the crate and uh, st- tell her, ah, so she, she would shuts up. If she shuts up, give her kalbasa. Repeat with different people. That's going to be great, great starting point for your uh, problem to your problem, Colette. Okay. Okay. Good okay, luck. There. Thank you so much for calling. Let us know how that works out. <laughs> okay, guys, I need to go. I have an appointment with the president of Comcast in Michigan.
1: The president of Comcast, okay. Well, give him a big hug from all of us here at Animal Radio, okay?
10: <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: big sloppy kiss.
10: <laughs> a big wet one.
18: Okay. Remember to stay or, or neuter, neuter.
2: always, always adopt, adopt, and don't, don't, don't
18: declaw. Clock.
0: Spay or neuter, <laughs> always, always adopt. adopt. And don't
3: take long.
1: There you go. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this
18: fine station. Bye,
3: bye. Dr. Sungai. Bye. bye.
18: This is Animal, Animal Radio Network. Network.